Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmer of Southeastern 14 here to preview Mississippi State's road trip to South Carolina. The Gamecocks are four-and-a-half-point home favorites as we do this on Sunday night over under a 50-and-a-half. That makes for a predicted final score of 28-23 to in South Carolina's favor. Computers of interest. This is adjusting for a three-point home field advantage. South Carolina a four-point favorite according to ESPN's FPI, a two-point favorite according to SP+ a five-point favorite, according to Jeff Sagarin. Average those four numbers together. South Carolina, a four-point favorite. Both teams coming, Blaine, off slightly disappointing performances. I say slightly uh, for South Carolina. The slightly would be that the Gamecocks led 14-3 at half in Athens and then kind of let that one get away as Georgia's offense took over in the second half. But But a very interesting game here for both teams. South Carolina needs a win after a brutal schedule to start the season. And, boy, Mississippi State just needs something good after just getting dominated by LSU and Starkville. I think LSU had 200-something yards uh, to, to State 7 for a while. I think 24 points to, while State still had single-digit yards. Just a really rough performance for a Mississippi State team that that is really struggling to find an offensive identity after – one of the worst performances of Will Rogers is his career statistically. Yeah, they, these are both teams that are looking for balance in their offense, Chris. When you talk about South Carolina, one reason that it was probably disappointing for the South Carolina fans is because Georgia just knew in the second half, listen, it's going to be Spencer Rattler dropping back, trying to create, and they were able to pin their ears back because they weren't worried, worried about the running game at all. Mm-hmm. And then Mississippi State – Ironically enough, with what Will Rogers has done through his entirety of his career there with Mike Leach, of course, at the helm with the air raid offense and everything, they have not been able to push the ball down the field hardly at all this year. Have ran the ball well at times, but when you come up against a LSU defensive front with Harold Perkins, Mason Smith, and Deshaun Womack, all these kind of guys, Savion Jones, I mean – you can list names on and on that they went up against. It just it was hard sledding running the ball, and then they couldn't uh, they couldn't get anything going through the passing game. So that Mississippi State will be looking to get things going through the air a little bit, and South Carolina will be looking to say, okay, can they finally get a running game going uh, there at night in Williams Bryce? Let's start with when State's got the ball. Bulldogs averaging thirty-one points a game. Gamecocks giving up twenty-five point three. State is running it 53% of the time. That, that's adjusting for sacks. A sack is a passing play. Here's a, here's a crazy stat for you. I don't think anybody would have seen this coming before the season. On rushing plays, State averaging 6.3 yards per play, only 5.5 per pass. Carolina's numbers against those respectively, 4.2 and 7.1. Neither team 
doing a lot in the way of turnovers. Carolina forcing them on 1.4% of snaps. State only turning it over 0.6% of the time. But, Blaine, a lot of the offense State has had so far came in that southeastern Louisiana game uh, in week one and, and maybe the first half of that Arizona game. Since then, this is a team just struggling for an identity. And, man, you know, Will Rogers getting hearing calls for Mike Wright. I, I don't know that that's the answer. Look, th- this is just a team that that when you're changing from Mike Leach's offense to whatever Zach Arnett wants to to do, there's going to be a transition, and I think it's happening right in front of our eyes. Oh, yeah, and I think what you're trying to see, you you mentioned a key phrase there, whatever Zach Arnett wants to do. I think Zach Arnett has to decide how he wants to go about coaching this football team. Do they want to be aggressive? Do they want to uh, – or do they going to just continue to stay very, very conservative, almost ultraly conservative? And he he lamented that in the Arizona game. They were up 14 nothing, had all the momentum in the world. They forced a fumble, got it out to the uh, – past their own 41-yard line, and he told the uh, – to use a soccer term, he told Kevin Barbe to park the bus, so to speak, to sit on the ball a little bit and said – he said, if I had it to do over again, I would have been aggressive in that situation. So I think he is trying to learn some stuff as a first-year head coach. You mentioned that in the preseason. Hey, this is a guy who's going to have to go, go through some stuff. Um, so I think they're going to probably do a little self-evaluation after that LSU performance and say, hey, we've got a guy who's – seen about every look out there and Will Rogers. Let's let's let him loose a little bit and let's try to try to get him some easy throws early and get that passing game going. And we know that Woody Marks can run the football. I mean he is a gifted, gifted back, but when it when people know it's coming, when it becomes predictable, Chris, I don't care how talented you are as a running back and and how good you know you think you are uh, run blocking up front, eventually guys just you know put enough hats in the box and you can't do anything at the SEC level. South Carolina not real dominant at stopping the run. Dejan Edwards had a, had a good day, 20 carries, 118 yards, which we knew that was going to be the case once Georgia got him back. Um, but they were really good at kind of limiting Georgia's explosive plays, and that's going to be – if they can limit Georgia's explosive plays, that's got to be a little concerning for a Mississippi State team that's struggling to find any explosivity at all. Well, the, the Gamecocks have been able to find some explosive plays, although – Probably, I'm, I'm guessing we're doing this Sunday night. I don't know what the status of Juice Wells is going to be, but Xavier Leggett is is turning some nice plays for this offense. Omega Blake had a nice game uh, for the Gamecocks in Georgia on Saturday. South Carolina on rushing plays, 3.3 yards per rushing play. It is trying to run the ball 36% of the time, 7.5 yards per passing play. Now, Spencer Rattler's passing numbers are better than that, but that's taking off the sacks, and they have been, what, 13 against the Gamecocks so far in three games. Carolina only turning it over 1.5% of the time. State is forcing turnovers on 3% of snaps, but I think a lot of that came in that Arizona game. So State gave up 6.8 yards per pass play coming into this one, uh, but Jaden Daniels just torched Mississippi State this past Saturday. And State giving up 4.4 yards per rushing play. Uh, I think that you're going to see Spencer Rattler potentially have a big, big day in this one. Maybe so. Uh, I, I do think that you've got much more talented receivers at LSU than you do South mm-hmm. Carolina. I know they get and 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 the the receivers Trey Knox, the tight end at South Carolina, made some good plays. 
uh, in that Georgia game as well. I know they're talented, but Juice Wells, like you said, probably not going to be available. I think he's going to be out for a little while with that with that ankle. Uh, you know, at one point, uh, Shane Beamer was saying, "Hey, yeah, we don't think it's anything season in ending, but he's going to mm-hmm. go to a specialist and see." It. And whenever you're talking about seeing a specialist, yeah, probably not looking good for the upcoming week. But having said that, there's two ways to look at this. South Carolina plays really good at night at Williams Bryce. So I expect them to come out juiced up, mm-hmm. really ready to go, things like that. But I do think when you're talking about a Zach Garnett defense, they always play really, really hard. Now they were just outclassed in the secondary for with Malik neighbors and and the like in there in the secondary. And when you talk about run, running the football, most of the damage done by LSU running the football was Jaden Daniels. They didn't mm-hmm. really surrender a whole lot of, uh, you know, rushing yards to Logan Diggs and, and those running backs at LSU. Nathaniel Watson, Jet Johnson do a good job in the middle. So I still don't think that South Carolina will be able to run the football in this game. It is going to be totally dependent on Spencer Rattler. And, man, he has been playing about as good as you can ask mm-hmm. with as little as help as possible around him. The sixth offensive lineman, a backup a guard, a freshman that has already played some this year, Marquis Anderson, he's out for the year, uh, going to have a knee surgery you know, this upcoming week. So they get even thinner there at the offensive line for South Carolina and Man, I, you know, you would have to think Arnett's going to say, hey, we're going to try to bring pressure and see if we can get to Rattler because that's really your your only hope. Some miscellaneous stuff. Mississippi State being penalized 49 yards a game. The Gamecocks 56. Now, here's a shocker. Special teams rankings, and this is according to SP+. Plus. South Carolina ranked number 101 in the country right now. That is – I would expect a, a one at the end of it without the one and the zero before it, given the way – Shane Beamer's teams have played Mississippi State at 33. Uh, I, I, that's probably a small sample size fluke in terms of Carolina, but just we always like to cite those because those other things that can influence the game. So that that's kind of interesting. All right, Blaine, I, I think the computers, again, and the lines makers clearly favor South Carolina. I, I do too. I just think it, at home – with the disarray that Mississippi State's offense was in. Look, maybe they get that fixed and, and going to Columbia and pull an upset wouldn't be the craziest thing to ever happen. But I just like Shane, where Shane Beamer's got his team a little bit more than where Arnett's got it his right now, but probably a lot more actually. Beamer has had just had such resilient teams so far, and we just don't know what Arnett is. May not be a great coach, but I think we got more questions than answers right now. And I, I don't want to go into Columbia at williams Bryce at night in that kind of situation. I'm taking Carolina. Yeah, my only quandary in this one that I'm thinking through is I generally, when I'm looking at matchups, Chris, I look at who's better up front across the lines of scrimmage. I actually think Mississippi State is better on both lines of scrimmage. However, I think that the, the night game advantage, just South Carolina playing at home, uh, Spencer Rattler playing much better at quarterback despite the the – Porous offensive line that he has right now. I think that's why you see South Carolina as a favorite. That's why I'm going to give them the edge. But largely, Chris, I see two teams that have deficiencies that kind of counsel each other out when you're talking about things. And it's really, okay, does Spencer Rattler play at the elite level that he's been playing so far? If he does, I think it'll be just enough to get South Carolina by Mississippi State. All right, look forward to catching this on the SEC Network at 6.30 Central on Saturday night. You can catch all our previews of SEC games, 
by checking out our channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit your notifications. We are previewing every single game involving SEC teams and FBS teams this season. Anyway, thank you for watching. We'll hope you'll check out some more. He's Blaine Gilmer. I'm Chris Lee. We are Southeastern 14. We'll see you again soon. Oh, <laughs>